Well, it's good to be with you on this Friday morning. Um, I'm going to give you a few housekeeping notes. Uh, I've mentioned before that um, I'm going to be out of town next week. Um, starting the next, uh, my next few days are going to be interesting. Uh, tonight's ball game for my, my son um, in the band. Tomorrow is a band competition. And my wife's going to go. Holly's going to go to Southern Miss to watch Sarah March. Then uh, tomorrow, uh, Sunday, I'm going to be out of pocket here at St. Matthew's. I'm going to go up to the Cenotopia district and um, be their guest preacher for a charge conference. So I'm going to be in Cenotopia uh, Sunday, or rather um, Olive Branch, technically. And then I've got to be Monday night uh, in Van Cleve, Mississippi, to start new prospect camp meetings. So I'm going to be um, zipping around a lot the next few days. So uh, I had thought about taking my um, taking my stuff with me, my setup that I use here every day, taking it with me to camp meeting and trying to record uh, devotionals. Um, but uh, someone in my church who I love a lot, who has been, um, been a good, wise counselor to me throughout a lot of seasons in the life of the church, came to me Wednesday night and said, I'm going to write you a note here, Andy. You need to read it. You may remember a few days ago, I talked about how we need our Antioch, our place of rest. She told me, you need to find your Antioch next week and rest at camp meeting. So she's right. So I'm. We there won't be any rooted next week. We'll get back to our normal routine um, in the week after that. But uh, there won't be any rooted um, next week. So it may be, it may be a few days uh, before I before I get back to it, but um, so I know that we will restart on uh, Monday the twenty third. So I uh, know rooted next week, but we will restart Monday the twenty third. So anyway, we will pick up there on uh, verse twenty. So pray for me. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to doing camp meeting. It's always a lot of fun. I'm going to preach on some. Uh, I'm t- I'm preach on biblical lives. I-, I love to talk about what we can learn from different biblical characters. So I'm going to do that next week. It ought to be a It'll be a fun camp meeting. So if you're around the Gulf Coast, around Bancleave, um, you know, anyone on the coast, we'd love to have you with us at New Prospect. It's a great, great time together. My friend Steve Russell will be there, a great musician. Um, so I can't wait to be down there. And um, we'll we'll be back to our Rooted in Christ on the on the 23rd. So um, but tonight, um, today rather, we're gonna pick up with um with uh, Acts 19. Verse 21 through uh, 41, the riot in Ephesus. Now, after these things have been accomplished, Paul resolved in the spirit to go through Macedonia and Acacia and then go to Jerusalem. He said, after I've gone there, I must also see Rome. So he sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, while he himself stayed for some time longer in Asia. About that time, no little disturbance broke out concerning the way. A man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines to Artemis, brought no little business to the to the, the artisan. These he gathered together with the workers of the same trade and said, Men, you know that we get our wealth from this business. You also see in here that not only in Ephesus, but also in almost all of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and drawn away a considerable number of people by saying the gods made with human hands are not gods. And there is danger not only to this trade of ours, that may come to disrepute, but the, the temple of the great god Artemis, great goddess Artemis, will also be scorned, and she will be deprived of her majesty and brought and brought all of Asia and the world to worship here. 
When they heard this, they were enraged and shouted, Great is Artemis of, of, of the Ephesians. The city was filled with confusion, and the people rushed together to the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were Paul's travel companions. Paul wished to go into the crowds, but his disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province of Asia, who were friendly to him, sent him a message urging him not to venture into the theater. Meanwhile, some were shouting one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had come together. That sounds like a lot of meetings I've been to. Some of the crowd gave instructions to Alexander, who the Jews had pushed forward. And Alexander motioned for silence and tried to make a defense before the people. When they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two hours, all of them shouted in unison, Great is Artemis of, of the Ephesians. When the, the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Citizen of Ephesus, who is there that does not know the city of, of the Ephesians is the temple keeper of the great Artemis and the statue that fell from heaven? Since these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. You have brought these men here who are neither temple robbers nor blasphemers of our goddess. If therefore Demetrius and the artisans who have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. Let them bring their charges against anyone. If there's anything further you want to know, it must be settled in the regular assembly. For we are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. When he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. The Bible talks of how a gentle word can calm things. So often, particularly in the world we find ourselves in now, everyone's angry. There's so little peace in unity. And sometimes we can get worked up as well, can't we? I know that I can. It's easy to fall sway to emotions. And what I love here. That Alexander, he comes in, and he just speaks a word of calmness and a word of clarity. And things resolve peacefully. I like to pick on Facebook because, you know, it's always my joke is picking on Facebook. Many of you may be watching this reflection on Facebook, so I can't pick on it too much. But we live in a world now, don't we, where everyone always seems angry, don't they? There's so much anger and discord, so much passion. Everyone seems, my joke is everyone's angry at everything all the time. And sometimes that anger can bleed over to us, can it? Sometimes we can find ourselves angry, warning, we aren't even sure why. You ever, you ever been that way? You, you, ever, you ever just been on a day? where you just find yourself angry. You don't even know why. It's important, I think, at that point to look and see, what have you done that day? You spent a lot of time on Facebook hearing others complaining about things. Have you watched news that makes you anxious and angry? Have you been reading things that feed your anger and your anxiety? I know it's important for me. I have gotten to where in my life I try to not read things that are just going to stir me up with negative energy whether it be on social media, whether it be the news that I consume, whether it be who I talk to, I try to, at this point in my life, avoid those things that bring out negative energy because nothing, y'all, nothing is productive from that. Nothing is accomplished from that. It's just stirring us up for no purpose. Alexander de-escalated the situation. He spoke calmness. He spoke peace. He spoke 
sense. And I think there's two things we can take away from this in our daily life. First, are we feeding our souls with things that speak peace to us? And then are we being individuals who speak peace to situations? I love what Paul writes later. It's in Philippians. Whatever is noble, whatever is good, whatever is godly, whatever is pure, my brothers and sisters, think on these things. Are we filling our minds and our brains and our energy with things that are of peace? Are we filling them with things that calm our souls, that speak peace to our hearts, to our souls, to our words? Are we filling our minds with things that increase our anxiety or increase our our anger or increase our lack of peace? I just think, I think Paul's disciples do a good job here of not letting him go to the temple when he wanted to the, to the theater when he wanted to, because that would just have increased the anxiety and the anger. And then likewise, I think Alexander and the way he handled this de-escalated and calmed the waters. So in our lives, I think these are two great questions for us to keep in mind today. Are we filling our minds with things that bring peace or things that bring that negativity and that anxiety? And then are we speaking peace to anxious situations? Are we de-escalating things or are we contributing to anxiety, to negativity? I, I, Alexander is a great example for us for how we can handle things calmly, with peace, assurance, beauty, and love. So let's do that today, y'all. Let's feed our souls with things that are uplifting and positive. Whatever is beautiful, whatever is holy, whatever is pure, my brothers and sisters think on these things as Paul tells us. And then likewise, let's be that beautiful thing, that holy thing that de-escalates and brings peace in our world. So thanks for being with us. I'll see you on the 23rd. <laughs> so pray for me next week. It's going to be a good time. Pray for St. Matthew's for worship this Sunday. Pray that Christ is lifted up and that all persons are drawn to him. Thanks for being with us and we'll see you in a little bit over a week. Have a great weekend and we'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.